Welcome back to It's Technically Romance, where we take a look at Hallmark movies from our two different perspectives, mine being the hopeless romantic. And mine being the somewhat cynical cinephile. My name is Stephanie. And I'm Hamilton. And today we are talking about a Paris proposal. Paris proposal. Oui, oui. Uh, yes, we, we go back to Paris for this one. Hallmark loves taking us to Paris. I mean, why wouldn't they? Everybody gets a free trip to Paris. Um, I'm always up for a trip to Paris. That looks great. Uh, so what better way to celebrate Loveuary than in the city of love? Uh, great Paris. We're going to do this whole episode in a French accent. No, no, we are not. <laughs> Please, dear listeners, do not turn away. We are do not doing that. you know how good I am with a French accent? Please, no. I actually have French in my heritage, but I've always been awful at the pronunciation and, and the accent. So. Oh. so, so Stephanie. Yes, Hamilton. What, what did you think of a Paris proposal? Is this one that you would love to watch again, maybe while you were in Paris? Uh, with the city skyline out through the window? Or is this one that, you know, maybe maybe you wouldn't want to watch again? Maybe it's just on in the background while you're sightseeing in Paris somehow. Wait, no. Wait. Or maybe, you know, maybe this is one just in the background for you while you are eating uh, Parisian croissants and, uh, and taking in maybe a cafe. I, I don't know. Or... Or maybe you don't want to watch this one ever again. Maybe you are just strolling the streets of Paris and you want nothing to do with this movie. Where, where do you sit? <laughs> well, I gave you a lot of options for this one. You sure did. Um, so if, I mean, if I were in Paris, I don't think I would be watching a Hallmark movie. Uh, <laughs> you never know. I mean, you never know. <laughs> you never know. Um, I think I would watch this one again. Okay. I like the... Determination I, in your voice. I liked it. I did not love it. Mm-hmm. I and it, it was a little, you know, coming off of the the sweeter than chocolate sweeter high chocolate. that I was on. Yeah, we were definitely on a sugar rush. From I feel like any movie would have just not like compare. You know, like yeah. Just, I mean, that's fair. I mean, those are tough chocolate shoes to fill. <laughs> um, so. I did enjoy this movie and I did find myself smiling throughout it. Right. Um, there is a line in the movie that uh, says that their their romance is understated but genuine. Right. I like that and line. That's I wrote how, that line down too. Yeah, that's I how that. I feel about this movie. Okay. It, you know, it wasn't, you. it was understated but genuine. I like that. I, I think that's a great, great way to describe this movie. Um, me personally, even though you didn't ask me, I'm going to tell you. Uh, you know, I was thinking. <laughs> I. Oh, it's tough, man, because technically speaking, this movie was shot so well, lit beautifully. Um, I, I think this is going to be a background watch for me only because only because uh, I hate movies where they lie. It, it drives me absolutely bananas because you know they're going to get caught and you know it's going to be so awkward and, and painful and this was probably one of the most painful reveals uh that we've seen at least for me like i was i, I felt like i was being stabbed repeatedly in the stomach when at the end of this movie so this is going to be a a background watch for me um because of that because i can't stand the lying ones um i will say though that 
fantastic B-roll in this film. I mean, we, when we had these travel films, we want to feel like we're there. I, I felt like I was in Paris. Like they did a great job of getting all the, the sites and just, you know, the, the city streets. So wonderful job of, of bringing me to Paris. And for that, I think this is a background for me. And technically it was beautiful. Yeah. I struggled with the background and rewatch, but I feel like there was enough stuff in it that I would, yeah. that I liked that I could rewatch it. Um, but again, it was hard to, to hold it up to the, the candle the, of that. Of and, and, you know, I, I do want to say that I don't, there's really nothing wrong with this movie in terms of like the acting or anything. It's just really, for me, it's just that main plot point of, of the lie. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about our actors here, Alexa Penavega and Nicholas Bishop. Um, I think this is Alexa's best film, in, in my opinion. I, I think she encapsulated this character so well. Um, and she, I, I think she was perfect for this role. Um, and I think this was her best. I think her previous best for me was Go Get Him Coop. Um, but this, I think she excelled in. And, and Nicholas was just phenomenal too. So uh, please don't let my opinion detract from the actors and everyone involved with this film. It's just that main plot point. I would completely agree with you about Alexa, about this being Alexa's best mm -hmm. Hallmark movie. Um, I tend to, and I feel like I've had a conversation about this with one of our listeners about sometimes the people that are real life couples, they just, they aren't my favorite when they're in movies together. And yeah. she does a lot of these with her real life husband. Right. Um, so I feel like, we, it, weirdly, my favorite ones of hers are the ones where she's not with her husband. Right. And because I think when we were speaking to that, that listener, it was because the romance was new for that character. So it's easier to play that. But when it's with your husband, that romance is, is old hat. Yeah. But this was a great role for her. And I loved uh, the back and forth with her and Nicholas. So the characters are Anna and Sebastian. Mm, Sebastian. And I thought it was great to see them, you know, complete opposites, like come together and find that middle ground. And I thought she was really great at playing this character that was like, we've seen the like work centric character before, mm -hmm. but I feel like this was sort of like a different feel for that sort of typical character. What was interesting to me is they try to make her like, um, they try to make her like loosen up. But she never like fully does. And I felt like that was like a, a good detail, though, because it's like some people are just like that and you can't really make them like completely loose and like the complete opposite. So it's like I felt the the conviction of, of that character. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I think I agree with you. They wanted her to kind of let that creativity in, I think what she does. But you're right. She doesn't really loosen up, you know, uh, like these other characters do um, in previous films. So. Yeah, you're right. I do like that. It seemed more genuine yeah. to me how she played it. Yeah, I. That's a that's a really good call out, and I would listen to you on a podcast. That's a really good <laughs> point. That is a really good point. Uh, and obviously, we have Sebastian, who is the uh, I don't want to say lazy creative, but you know the artiste, um, who I mean the cliche is a little it's a little tired for me as as someone who is creative. Um, you know, waiting for inspiration to strike that it doesn't happen. You have to, you have to go out and, and seek it at all times. And, um, so I don't know. I think I'm a little too close to, to critique his character. Um, I enjoyed his character. I maybe would have liked him to be a little bit more goofy. 
Yeah. I think when I saw the previews, I thought he was going to be a, a like a little bit more. Well, they showed the mime scene in the previews, a yeah, lot, which was a great scene, like beautiful scene. That was that was a lot of fun. Uh, but he's pretty low key throughout the movie too. Like this movie was very just sort of like, like I said, understated. Like it was just kind of like, I don't want to say middle of the road because there were so many other things about the movie that felt elevated. Mm-hmm. But it was just like a nice movie. There was nothing that like Still I was like. What? Go ahead. There was nothing that was like, oh my god, and there was nothing that I was like, oh, this is boring. It was mm. just, it was just kind of nice. Like it was just a nice movie. Yeah, which, and, which is some is is which is nice sometimes. Which is nice. Uh, yeah, but I, I do think you know that you know technically speaking, I think the lighting and the, and the camera work really kind of elevated it to more than nice for me. Yeah. So that's why this has a. A sparkle of of uh, this. That's why this movie kind of has a, a place in my heart, you know, in Love You Wary because of the the technical stuff. So, even right. though it is a background, because I'd be glancing over the lighting, I'd be glancing over that camera work. I mean, we're <laughs> we'll get into it. I'm I'm excited to get into some of the, the stuff they do. But go ahead, let's let's get that world famous plot summary, um, and let the listeners know what this movie is all about. Anna and Sebastian are coworkers who couldn't be more different and find themselves flying to Paris to work on a big pitch. When the client mistakes them for a couple, they decide to go along with the lie. Very sorry. (laughs) In the city of lights and love, their fake relationship starts to become something real. Oh, that's nice. That's a nice, it's a nice nice uh, (laughs) plot. You know, it's funny because the first note that I have you guys can hear my paper. I'm looking, this is my paper that I write it down. Analog. Uh, the first note that I have was the title font I wrote was simple and to the point. And that's kind of what this movie was. It was yeah. simple and to the point. And I just think that's kind of funny because you were just talking about that. And it relates back to the font. So I enjoyed the font as well. Yeah, there you go. I also loved the, the music. The way the movie starts is like a, it's like an old like French song, yeah. it, but I no, don't, I good. don't know if it actually was old or if it was made to sound old, but it was sort of like this warping sound throughout the song. Um, like that it almost like was going to skip or something. Like it was this weird effect to it and yeah, it, was it was different cool. for, I, I don't know. I enjoyed yeah, it. I mean, it brought me into it and just real quick, speaking of music, uh, since you brought it up, cause you brought it be like the, the, the one song. Well, that, I liked all of the music. Did you like all the music? Especially when she's trying on the dress montage scene. Okay, well... That song choice, I I think I my mouth dropped. It came out of nowhere. I liked all of the music, <sighs> except... And that's not to say I didn't enjoy that particular song. It, just it just it weird, didn't did really fit. fit. Um, but Very odd song choice. Very yeah, odd song choice. But overall, I enjoyed yes. that we had the sort of French music throughout... Um, it really added to to the feel of the movie. Well, let's talk about that meet cute. I mean, we have a phone call. She's upset. We're she's going to a meeting, a pitch meeting. She's got her pitch deck. Uh, where's Sebastian? Well, this is a a, a fun meet cute because they already know each other, so yeah. it's not your typical meeting. It's I, not even a reu meet. I kind of wish they hadn't known each other. Like, I kind of wanted like a real meet cute. Um, one where they didn't know each other, but this was different. Like they've known each other. I don't know if they've said how long they've been working together. 
I think it was, I think it was about three or two years. Cause I think Sebastian was there for about two or three. So my guess is that's how long they've been working together. Um, so, you know, they, they know each other, they're office comrades. Uh, and just real quick guys, if by any chance you hear a squeaking noise in the background, that's not for ambiance. That is our, our cute little Those puppy. are Hamilton's bones. Yes, they're <laughs> creaking as I move around <laughs> doing the podcast. Uh, that is her cute little puppy uh, chewing on her toy so she doesn't bark. So apologies for any squeaking you may or may not hear in the background. We got it. We got to do what we got to do. Yeah. Well, I just I also just want to say this is one of my, my favorite lines in the film where she's walking away and he says, and don't forget your broomstick. So huh. we see right away their kind of relationship and it was it made me kind of ha ha. Yeah, it was a great way to get a feel for both of them right out of the gate and of like who they are. And I and I I loved it. I loved getting to see the two like polar opposites yeah. and how they interacted with each other. So you already know like okay, this is what we're this is what we're in for, you know, this is this is how their relationship is going to be at least in the beginning. But I thought it was super cute. I see. I'm still, and maybe this is another thing for me for this film. I don't know if I'm a fan of the opposites attract. I I don't know if it if it's believable to me. You know, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. I mean, we're pretty opposite. I know, but we have things in common. But you know what I mean? Like these people are complete opposites. And for yeah. me, I don't know. Are there are there couples out there that are complete opposites, and you guys are happy? Let me know. Because to me, this seems so much like a a movie trope. I would love to hear if there's real couples out there that, that are opposites. Well, I, I think uh, obviously there are, and I think this was a great way to sort of show the balance, but I also think they both, it was interesting to see the sort of like elevated version of themselves in this moment because they're pitching to a client. So they're trying to be the best at what they do. So I don't necessarily think this is how they are all the time, but this is definitely how they are in that work environment. But I think it's cool to then see them outside of the work environment and how they interact, Mm, which is where the love starts to blossom. That's a great, it's a great call. It's a great call. I love also, there were a lot of little details in this movie and you know how we love those. We do love Um, details. How when he brings, um, also you should probably, you the listener, I would recommend watching it with subtitles. Yes. Because they talk really fast, especially Sebastian. Mm -hmm. Um, And with the accent, I think it it helps because sometimes you miss things. So the writing, which I'm going to call out uh, also, to me was excellent in this movie. And I thought it was really funny that he makes the line about because, you know, he's running late for the pitch. And he's like, I was doing market research in in a market. Yeah. <laughs> so he was going to the market to actually get the product so they could t- taste test it, which is smart. Um, but I love the little detail of like he drinks a sip of the can and then gives it to her. And then she sort of looks at them, looks at him and then wipes the mouth of the yep. can and before you- she takes a sip. And, th- and that's one of the tricks in movies, guys, is, is that if you want these characters, if you want your character to kind of connect with the audience, you have them do little details like this. You give them like little quirks like that. So the fact that she does that one motion of just wiping the lid of the can tells us all we need to know about the character. The fact that he's late lets us know about him. Like these little things just immediately connect you with that character. And it's a really smart move to do that. It adds, it adds so much. These little details add so much. Yeah, and it lets you know that 
you think, oh, he's just, you know, that typical creative, you mentioned lazy, but it's not laziness. Like he was actually going the extra mile to show that he actually really cares and that he wants to That's like, a fair point. know yeah. the, know like firsthand the product that they're, that they're going to be talking about. So that's a very fair point. That's a very fair point. Um, so yeah, like I said, this was a great opening to mm. showcase who these characters are. Yeah, I do want to shout out real quick before I get into some other technical. The costuming in this film I thought was excellent. Like he has this outfit on um, a little bit later on, and it's a blue jacket, this beautiful blue jacket, a scarf, a long scarf, and a yellow sweater that just pops against that blue. Absolutely the wonderful costuming. I was I was a huge fan of what they did here. I was a huge fan of it as well. I looked in the credits. Um, I could not, I did not see a costume oh, designer. Man. I could not find it online. Whoever so you are out there. If you were the costume designer for this movie, let us know. We loved it. Great job. Awesome Great job. job. Um, but we, I mentioned writing and I, I thought the writing was very clever. Mm. And this movie was written by Andrea Canning. So I wanted to shout her out and yeah, I really, I really enjoyed the script. Yeah. And another line, you know, cause this movie has to do with divorce as well. I mean, she's divorced. Um, and she kind of carries that with her and he uh, says a line to her. It says, divorce doesn't mean that you fail. Um, and I really, I appreciate that line. I think that that has a lot of weight to it because, you know, she just thought of herself as failing and wasting her, her life there. And, um, I thought it was really, I don't know, a very poignant line. I think that carried a lot of weight for me. Yeah. Um, we talk about this a lot about how we like our characters to have depth. And I thought that these characters were written very very well that they felt they felt genuine they had this yeah. depth to them and we get some of that backstory they definitely um, they definitely had depth and i mean yeah. they both have some trauma that they're trying to work through and it's not very sad tra- i mean it is kind of sad but it's not like break your heart weeping constantly sad trauma um it's <laughs> like an, like sweeter than oh, chocolate gosh, don't even get me started don't <laughs> even get me started um and the other thing they spoke french like they both spoke french I love that we have have a lot of uh, French in this movie from different characters because sometimes when they go to these places, we don't really get that. And I think it was very um, intentional to have the characters speak French. I, 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 I appreciated that. Yeah, the, the supporting a lot of supporting cast were actually French. Nicholas Bishop is actually English. So well, he, he did a great job. Yeah, I, I believe he did him. a fantastic job. When you say um, English, you mean American or English? English, okay. British. There you go. Okay. I wasn't sure. I, I thought so, but I just want to make sure. <laughs> but uh, Lexa had a, an excellent French accent as well. So, Bravo. Yeah. Um, speaking of supporting cast, I do want to shout out one particular character in the movie, and that is the concierge. Yeah. Andre, who yeah. is played by Eli Campton. And he was one of my favorite things about the movie. I just thought he was so darling, so charming. And I really, uh, and he actually gives the, the wonderful line that I felt described the movie understated, but genuine. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's so funny. Like I love these types of characters. It's not really comic relief. It, it is kind of, it's, there, there has to be a name and I should probably know the names of these types of characters in these films, but we immediately just resonate with them. We love them. They add just a little, you know, a little bit of lightness to it and just fun. And he, he crushed it. He was, he was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. But let's go ahead and talk about the lighting. I need to talk about the lighting because it's, it's go beautiful. Go off. I mean, it's beautiful. I mean, we have just wonderful 
natural light at any every moment we can. I mean, there wasn't. I don't think any scene was overlit except maybe the party at the end. The only scene where I was like, "Ooh," was the party at the end, where I think they just kind of went high key and overlit everything. Everything else very understated. It looked almost like rainy Parisian. Like I just I loved everything about it. One of the things they do a lot in this movie, which they don't really do in a lot of Hallmark movies, is they have um, the one character in the foreground and the other character in the background. Like there's a scene when uh, she's in the bed and he's sleeping on the couch and you just see the camera go back and forth between them. Beautifully shot. I mean, they do this wonderful rack focus from him to her and then from her to him. And it is, I was, I was dreaming. I, it was, it was great guys. Um, and just so you guys know, um, that's someone's job. Like that's one person's job is a focus puller who is going to be moving the focus of the camera from one person to the other person. So it just beautifully job. So I'm going to, I'm going to shout out the, the person who was the focus puller for this film. I don't know who you are, but if you're listening, I saw that it was done extremely well. Bravo. Bravo. Uh, well, speaking of them being in their separate beds in the same room, uh, let's get into a little romance. Yes, this is a romantic movie. We probably should talk about romance. <laughs> um, Understated though it was. It was. So the romance of this movie was not, for me personally, it was not, this was not a Blazing Inferno movie. So spoiler, we're not going to get any Blazing Inferno. This is, you know, but what we did have was very genuine and sweet. And there still is a place for that that I do thoroughly enjoy. Uh, I love love when there are two characters that are in they have to share a same room together one of my favorite things is when they have to share a bed they didn't do that in this movie they didn't share the bed but they were in the same room in the sleeping quarters in their night clothes it just adds it adds that tension you know uh it's intimate but like the way it was done in this movie was so it was so sweet it was so it wasn't like you know the tension wasn't too crazy but it was still there like you still felt it but it wasn't i mean it gets this movie does get a little more as it goes on but i like that it was a very slow burn yeah i I think so it it did it feel i think genuine is a great way to describe it it felt like a genuine sort of romance a, a blossoming romance between the two um I will say, you know, I'm thinking about that room now. So they're in the honeymoon suite. So he's sleeping on a couch. There has to be another couch in that room. But he's sleeping on the couch in the bedroom with her, which I thought was an interesting choice. So that that's just kind of, that's curious to me because there should be a couch out there. But he's sleeping on the couch in there. And again, I think that shot that I was describing earlier, that sort of close up of both of them kind of shows you that intimate close moment, that, that the tight quarters that you're saying. Yeah. And it's, it's definitely a great way to show them sort of like bring their walls down that, you know, they can start opening up and sharing intimate details and get a little bit more personal. And so I love that it was in that location and in that space. Um, and like you said, I thought it was beautifully, beautifully shot as well. Yeah. And they're, so they're definitely cute together, but you know, I'm not feeling crazy sparks yet, but we have this moment where now you talk about lying 
it, it bothered me that they were lying about the business stuff. But what really bothered me was when they had to lie to the to the family. Oh man, there's so much I lying, guys. So I don't much know lying. why this one bothered me more than others because we see this a lot. Like we have an unexpected Christmas. Like they're lying to the whole family. That was like funny. I don't know why it didn't like fully bother me. There's other movies that do it. You yeah. know, the whole fake dating thing. I love. But this was like a marriage. And the fact yeah. that they tell the family the mar- that they're I mean, married, marriage, yeah. I think maybe that's what was and like he, harder and he, to stomach. And it's been stomach. like three years since he's been home, you know, and the mom is obviously like longing for her son. You can see that clearly. Uh, the father's very standoffish. So I don't think he cares. But just, yeah, you're right. There was that sense. Yeah. Wow. I forgot. Yeah. Man, that hurts me all over again. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but we have this really sweet, genuine, again, that's the buzzword for, for this episode, moment where she's sort of defending him to his family. Um, we find out the whole he burned the store down or they set, yeah. he didn't burn it down, but they set, set a fire. Burn, it sounds like he burned a lot of it down. Pretty, it sounds pretty intense. There's a pretty uh, like, a blazing tragic inferno. thing that happened that blazing you know, inferno. his family won't let him live it down. And his dad seems to be kind of like a jerk about it. And so millions of dollars of damage, Stephanie. I mean, of course he's going to be a jerk. I know, but you know, that could, that could have happened to anyone. (sighs) And that's your son, you know, (laughs) millions of dollars of damage. I don't know. So so she's defending him and you know, they're talking about, um, his work, the way he works and his creativity. And, you know, he's got these great ideas and, um, his dad is kind of going off on the way that like, oh, sometimes, you know, it can go the wrong way and it's not great. And they, she sees sort of like the, the uncomfortability in his face and how he's, you know, seeming a little anxious and, and she immediately takes his hand or, or like puts it, her hand on his knee. And there's like this moment where she says, or, you know, talking about his talent, she's like, or sometimes it can take your breath away. And in that scene, like it almost took my breath away. Mm. Cause I was just like, mm. Oh wow. Like it was just the most genuine yeah. moment and it felt so real. And it was real because, you know, they've been pretending, but that was like a real moment where you realize like, Oh, she's starting to understand him. She, you know, already gets that he's creative, but she's starting to care for him as a person. Yeah, no, I, I totally, I totally agree. That's a great, great call out. Great call out. Um, and then, you know, we kind of, you know, one of the scenes that kind of stood out for me was the fake proposal when they're on that boat, you know, and he's like, well, this is how I would do it. You know, mm. I thought that there was a little bit of moment there, a little bit of connection for me, at least as a viewer, you know, I'm yeah. not a romance expert, but that's, that was, that was it. For yeah. Me. But you know, you know, what's up. Yeah, I kind of. <laughs> and so, and no, I said there is no blazing inferno, but there is a scene that is pretty pretty hot so we have our a pretty moment pretty we have a pretty woman moment in the movie where you mentioned earlier with Mm. the the interesting song choice but he takes her to the store because he knows all the designers and she talked about how this was her favorite store when she lived in paris is that a pretty woman moment well i'm pretty you've seen pretty i've never seen pretty woman oh my goodness (laughs) guys we have to stop the podcast right (laughs) now we have to watch pretty woman watch so she, in Pretty Woman, there's a scene where she goes into a store and, you know, they're like, oh, clearly you don't belong here. You know, you don't seem like you have the money for this, you know, whatever. 
not quite in this movie, but she says it was a store that she would just window shop. She could never afford right. anything in the store. Well, he takes her back there and, you know, she can have and whatever she wants. we get, we get wants. a montage. We get a montage. With the best song <laughs> ever for montage. For, for some sort of like French rap song. Like the whole movie has been like this really sort of like classic French it music. like beautiful you know and then we have like all of a sudden this sort of like aggressive song for this to me which is a sweet moment which they tried to i guess where they were going for more like, like fun, fun yeah it didn't come across for me yeah so that that's my only qualm with this movie was that particular song choice but you know she they're trying on the dresses and then he he gives her uh, a necklace for her to try on mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, well, can you help me? And then oh. puts it on her. Ooh. And if I didn't feel the sparks <laughs> coming off of that scene, she turns around. He's behind her. We get a kiss, a yeah. mid-movie kiss. Mid-movie and it was, behind the back kiss. Like, I don't know if we've seen that kind of that kind of kiss before. It was it was nice. It was very nice, yeah. <laughs> um, not quite Blazing Inferno. It definitely was Sparks, though. And that is really when I was like, okay, now I'm feeling feeling it. And I like that it felt, again, genuine. Genuine, real. The, the yeah. progression of the relationship. And it made sense for that to happen because they were feeling it. I was feeling it. And it was a beautiful moment. And from that point, I agree with you. That was a beautiful scene. Definitely Sparks. From that moment on, though, the movie kind of kind of falls away from me because we know the other the other shoe the other foot the other foot with the shoe on it is about to drop Mm -hmm. and it drops ladies and gentlemen it drops i mean you know i I speak a lot about stupid conflict this isn't this isn't the same thing i mean not really it's it's just painful like i'm thinking about feet falling off now i don't (laughs) I mean, to me, it's just, it's so painful. All these people that have trusted them, I mean, they get engaged, they get engraved rings and just the oh whole, my God. even t- I can't, it hurts just talking about it. I don't even want to really dig into this too much. Just suffice to say, in this movie is very painful and it made me sad. And not because of anything that happened in terms of it was bad or unbelievable. It's just, I don't like it. As a viewer, it doesn't bring me joy. Yeah, the engraved wedding bands did sting. That, I think I winced a little. Like It's like, oh, no, they didn't. Um, some of that felt a little, that sort of stuff felt a little unbelievable to me. I'm like, would they really do all of this? Like, it seemed like they were just trying to, like, hit it home. Like, we are trying to yeah, make him feel bad. Here's the knife. Bad. Let me just push it It was like they knew in. they were lying, and they were just, like, yeah. really trying to make him feel bad about it. But, you know, we do have, we do have to... You know, the truth does always have to come out. Well, it does. We can just skip that. The truth comes out. They're sad. But we do. We have that nice little handhold where. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You know, where they brush the hands. That, yeah. that moment is really nice. Um, also, speaking of costuming, I wasn't sure which dress that Anna chose. Uh, but when she comes out in that, like, silver, it was like. I don't even know what could, do you call that silver? It was like aluminum. I don't know, but I An aluminum dress. <laughs> she walks out in that aluminum foil dress <laughs> and she shined like a diamond. I'm not great with fashion, but that dress was fire. Well, you know, I think there was a scene too when she walks out and I'm thinking about the scene. I think there was a mirror shot 
She walks out, so we see her, the camera's on her. He's on the other third, the left third, in the mirror. So we see his reaction to her as she walks out, I think. I'm going to say that that happened, because that's really cool if it did. And I think they did a cool shot there. Sure. Um, but that dress looked amazing on her, and yeah, that's all I have to say about that. So, okay, the lie comes out, all hell ensues, Ugh. they get fired, Ugh. The the family's fired upset. right away. I mean, they were fired like that. She yeah. dropped those two so fast. You know, they're they're just that the lowest of of the low, which is is upsetting. But I mean, I think it's I want to say it's believable, but at the same time, I'm like, does it really matter? Like they lied about the relationship, but they did all the other work, and you like the work that they did. So I don't know. But then we get this wonderful scene on the bridge which i mean we all knew it was going to go there she kept talking about how this bridge was her favorite place yeah. um in paris and they're both on the bridge and you know it was a very much like a sort of sex in the city miranda steve i know you don't know what i'm no talking idea. about but other people bridge, sort of sure. should know what i'm talking about um find each other on the bridge they start running to each other we get a kiss which I didn't know if it was just going to go straight into the kiss. I thought they were going to start talking, but I love that we just get the run, embrace, and kiss. No words, just kissing. No just words, kissing. Yeah. It was sparks all the way. <laughs> um, and it was cute. The other one thing that I thought was a little weird that they're just like, oh, we're going to get our jobs back. No, let's start our own agency. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're, they're good enough, you know, they, they can do it. I, I guess they didn't need their boss. They, they didn't like that they were fired. I always, I always don't, I don't know if it's a good idea to start a romance and a business together at the same time. Well, I will say it is a good idea because we see them a year later. <laughs> we have a flash forward year later and obviously he's going to do the pitch with the box that they didn't like. Super cute. Great scene. Beautifully shot. Beautifully uh, set design too. Just super, super cute. I, I love that. Um, I would have been a little disappointed. Like, come on, babe. This is a little predictable. No. It's oh, come on. It's beautiful. <laughs> no, it was super cute. Um, I really, I really liked it. It was a cute ending to a cute movie. And we get another kiss. I rated that one sparks as well. So a lot of sparks, a lot of sparks. Uh, and just some technical shout outs for direction, which I thought was excellent uh, for to Jessica Harmon and the DP that you enjoyed mm -hmm. the cinematography so much, uh, as did I, was Alexander Krumov. Beautiful. Um, and also bravo to Jerome Leroy, who did the music for this movie. Mm -hmm. Understated but genuine. I think Ooh. that was very oh, fitting. Yeah. Uh, Andre's description of their relationship yep. and and the description of this movie and the description of this movie yeah. so i think I, I i would watch it again um you know to even like sometimes when we talk about it it kind of makes me I was like yeah i really did like i like this movie yeah no i like i said i think there's some some good parts if it wasn't for the lying this would this would be another another watch for me even if it's just for the b-roll of the city just great job on that but um yeah i think i think i'm I think it's safe to say that Love You, Wary is off to a great start. It really is. Um, two very, very, I mean, two very well done movies. I'm maybe not quite as excited for the other two, but we'll see. Maybe they'll surprise me. And Don't go in with that attitude. Go, in, go not, in that positive you know, attitude. 
I feel like we started at the highest of the high mm. and it might just sort of teeter down. Ooh. But <laughs> where's that optimism? Where's that love you or your optimism? But you never know. Um, so I know I've seen some of the technical. You. I'm not happy about it. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> Thank you for listening as always. Yeah, thank Make you guys. sure uh, if you were not following us on Instagram, uh, we are, it's technically romance. We do a lot of fun things over mm -hmm. there. We have a great community. Um, also, if you were listening and you enjoy this podcast and you have yet to give us a rating or review, those are always really nice. Uh, and they help us out a lot. So make sure to do that if you haven't. Please do. And also, guys, happy Valentine's Day. Yes, happy Valentine's Day a few days late. But we hope your whole month of February has been filled with love. And we hope that we are adding to some of that for you. Um, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks.